there's a pandemic happening in the world currently that is not being reported on accurately, as with most things. This is a perfect opportunity to break the matrix and have a real discussion about what is really going on with the coronavirus. There is still a lot of speculation, but I've been following key reports about this from trustworthy informative sources since early January. Now that the situation has developed further, there's a clearer picture about what exactly is going on and how it may affect our lives. Again, if you enjoy the podcast, leave a rating and review, and then you can also copy that link and share it with your friends and family. You can direct message that in uh, whatever way you choose. Um, Now, as we begin, uh, I'm all about empowering this audience, okay? Just realizing that, you know, it's important to take care of yourself. So the first key point that I've brought up here is this. We have to acknowledge uh, about the coronavirus, Uh, is that your body has a natural defense system in place. Some, uh, in some people, it's weaker and other people, it's stronger. And that's all because of different variations of things, including diet, exercise, supplementation, just overall health, right? Uh, Now, I've gone into detail about how to increase your immunity in a previous podcast, But for now, let's just review a few concepts. You are in charge of your immunity no matter what happens in the outside world. We are always exposed to bacteria and viruses of all kinds daily. So it's important to take precautionary measures by fortifying our bodies with supplementation, diet, and exercise, along with a lot of other things. People can get into that. Not trying to get into that right now. But a healthy body is going to fight off any virus more efficiently. It's common sense. So in essence, it all starts with taking care of ourselves first. Now, as most of you already know, um, I offer wellness products and programs through the company Longevity. It's always found in the link in my bio, and uh, it's found it's specific. We're going to tag specific links to different products that I'm going to recommend here. And the number one thing is obviously having the 90 essential nutrients, supplementing that every single day is what I do. Um, Also, another product is called Z-Radical. If you want to learn more about that product in particular, I already had a podcast about that, about immunity uh, and about Fucoidin and the power of Fucoidin and all of that stuff. So if you want to uh, listen to that one as well, honestly, one of my more popular podcasts, to be honest with you, uh, because people want to learn how to naturally heal. There's so much going around about energy medicine and supplementation and exercise. Everything's the sort of the cure all, um, but there's a lot to do with your health, right? Uh, the one thing I'm going to get into though, into detail on in specific on this podcast is going to be something called colloidal silver. Now, colloidal silver, just to give you an idea, all right, I'm going to read from a uh, an article that was printed about this, and uh, more than likely, I'll post all of these articles that I'm going to go over in the podcast. That'll be in the description in the podcast. So when I say that, that literally means you got to go to the podcast itself, and you got to hit details. I will also include all these details in my YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, I should be able to have it right there in the description below. Um, now, here is the article. Is colloidal silver really the silver bullet against potentially deadly viral infections. Giving this scenario, don't you think it's pretty important to learn about colloidal silver if it's an antiviral? Now, uh, I will get into it, but I don't really necessarily believe or have a fear about the virus itself. I, I don't believe that I'm going to be infected, right? But God forbid that you are, and then in general, just sick, right? Just sickness and disease in general, you want to protect yourself. Okay. And that's why I'm going to go over this article with you guys. So, uh, while there's no argument that colloidal silver is the world's most powerful natural antibiotical, antibiotic and antifungal agent, the ability of colloidal silver to protect against viral pathogens has until recently not been fully embraced by the medical community. Wonder why? Fortunately, startling new medical research reveals that silver may well be your number one defense against viruses as well. 
Here's what the medical evidence demonstrates. Now, I'm not going to go over every single thing here, but let me just give you an idea of how powerful silver is and how people just recognize it as a powerful mineral. So there's a whole history about silver. It's still considered a very important mineral uh, in terms of money and exchange. People, sh people buy silver every single day because they want to hold up their dollar value toward it uh, and gold, obviously. But they used to actually put a silver dollar in cartons of milk or jars of milk when they were, you know, stage coaching that across the country, depending on where you were, obviously, but they would actually put these silver dollars in the bottom of the gallon of milk, right? It's kind of weird, right? You're, you're pouring the milk and there's a dollar in there, that's a little silver coin. Uh, and the reason why that is is because it preserved the milk. It actually preserved the milk in terms of the, the uh, different pathogens and the bacteria that would fester up in the milk, you know, obviously, it's stage coaching it, right? You don't have any refrigeration. You've got to protect the milk somehow. So it's very common knowledge that silver has been has always been good. As with many things that I share on my podcast, there's all these different minerals and herbs and botanicals that are obvious uh, medical uh, practical use, right? Of medical practical use. So here's the thing: it's called safe, uh, safe natural and highly antiviral. So in spite of the fact that it has not been fully embraced by the medical community as an antiviral agent, nevertheless, safe natural mineral silver in a variety of forms, including colloidal silver, has nearly three decades worth of solid medical research behind it, demonstrating its powerful antiviral uh, qualities. So the first thing it goes into is the tiny nanoparticles are the key. So the key, as you'll discover throughout this report, in the size of the silver particles, they must be very small silver microparticles, i.e. what is more commonly known as nanosilver. So if you look this stuff up, it's honestly unbelievable, right? Just talking about the 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 just the essences of the silver itself. So you got to break it down in these particles. So it's it's very specific, it's very scientific. It's not just as simple as, you know, just, you know, eat a, you know, thing of silver or something. Um now colloidal silver uh, to the rescue. So what's more, you'll come to understand why colloidal silver, the most popular uh, nutritional supplement known as the world's most powerful natural antibacterial and antifungal agent is very likely your number one best bet for all natural non-drug protection against potentially deadly viral agents, as long as it contains tiny nanoscale sized silver particles. So there's a, I'm going to just go through it. The famous HIV study, there's all this research about HIV and the uh, uh, the different procedures that were done there, some of the effects that we're seeing there. Uh, the colloidal silver beats the smallpox virus, so that's already said and done. Uh, colloidal silver, let's see, silver in, inactivates herpes, so there's all that kind of stuff. Of course, herpes is a form of a virus as well, so there's that. The EPA approves the use of colloidal silver spray disinfectant that kills viruses on surfaces. So you can spray this stuff and use it to clean your area, your environment, which also is very important. Um, silver compound and countertops eliminate SARS virus. So the SARS virus was another outbreak that happened that was massive. The moneypox virus inhibited by silver nanoparticles. So it just goes over all of this stuff, right? Silver prevents the replication of hepatitis B virus. So clearly it's very, very important. And then ask the question, is colloidal silver the final solution to the coming viral plagues? I mean, dude, I'm just dumping it on you right now. This is the stuff that no one is going to talk about. The CDC is not going to come out and talk about the importance of silver and colloidal silver. That's, that's shit. You're never going to hear that from the mainstream news. And that's what's so cool about this podcast is you're literally getting the information that you're not going to receive anywhere else. Now, of course, of course, Longevity, the company I represent, has colloidal silver. Okay, and I'm actually going to, in the video portion of that, you're going to see a picture right now of the product itself. And um, again, it's $40 retail for this bottle. It's $31 wholesale. And I'm going to explain to you guys, obviously, if you're a member already, you already know that you get things at wholesale. But if you're not a member already, then you definitely need to sign up. It's March right now, currently in 2020, if you're listening to this, it's free to sign up as a member. 
So it's kind of like an Amazon Prime. Uh, but anywho, the point is that we have a colloidal silver. It's kind of in a dropper form. It almost looks like uh, CBD, if you've ever had CBD. And you you place it under the tongue and you just squirt like a... Um, a, uh, a, uh, I would say a dose basically, uh, right under the tongue. So very, very simple to use. And obviously it's, it's going to boost your immune system. Colloidal silver does a lot. Uh, you're going to see health benefits regardless of just protecting you from viruses and stuff. But you know, again, guys, God forbid you had the virus or something happens to you where you're very sick. You want to have colloidal silver in your medicine cabinet. You know what I mean? Like, and we're going to get into different things of preparation and stuff too, other things you can do. But clearly, it's very important. And that's that's why I wanted to knock that out right here up front is first and foremost, you are in charge of your health. You are in charge of taking care of your own body, right? And if you get virally infected because you neglected your own health, then that's that's more on you, right? And we all know what that's like, you know, when you have a heavy hangover and we always do stuff to our bodies where we push our bodies to the next level uh, and we sort of get sick or our bodies kind of repudiate uh, exactly what it is that we're doing to the body. So anyways, wanted to go over that first and foremost, take care of yourself. You are in charge. Don't let the CDC or the vaccine or the doctors tell you what to do and 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 what and how to take care of yourself. It's all crap. You can take care of yourself through supplementation, through your own health, okay? Now, number two, here are a few key occurrences that happened before the coronavirus surfaced as mainstream news. It's important to look at all angles leading up to the virus outbreak in order to see the origins and true purpose of the outbreak. Was this something that was purposefully released? A lot of experts are starting to believe so now. Okay, so the first thing we're going to go over is some of the things that occurred just before the diff, uh, through the outbreak, okay? So, this is an article from the Activist Post. Did Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum predict the coronavirus outbreak? An inside look may shock you. So, uh, this is an interesting article. I'm just going to read a couple notes from it. I'll be posting this in the link below as well. Uh, in this report, we take an inside look at Event 201. You can look this up yourself. Event 201, which took place in New York City on October 18th, 2019. The Event 201 is a high-level pandemic exercise hosted by the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and the Melinda Gates Foundation. If you want to look at some of these sort of New World Order organizations and things of that nature, you want to look at the World Economic Forum and the Council on Foreign Relations. Always remember that, guys. You can look this stuff up um, yourself. These are what sort of the uh, elite believe, and this is how they operate. So uh, this extremely fascinating. Uh, this is extremely fascinating because this pandemic simulation exercise of coronavirus. It's, it's very specific. This is October eighteenth, right, twenty nineteen. This simulation exercise of coronavirus took place about six weeks before the first illness from the coronavirus was actually reported in Wuhan, China. That is one hell of a coincidence if you believe in that sort of thing. Another fascinating connection is that the fact that not only did the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation participate in and help set up the pandemic simulation of coronavirus outbreak, but they just so happened to fund the group who owns the patent to the deadly virus and are already working on a vaccine to solve the current crisis. Again, an incredible coincidence. In this report, you will see footage from inside the event from the members of the Emergency Epidemic Board in this simulation consisting of representatives from major, out, uh, from major banks, the United Nations, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Johnson & Johnson, logistical powerhouses, 
the media as well as officials from China and America's CDC, just to name a few. This simulation also includes news reports that were fabricated just for this exercise. Please keep in mind, because they are eerily similar to reports we are currently seeing regarding this real-world coronavirus outbreak. So, isn't that absolutely fascinating? We've got the World Economic Forum partnered with the CDC, partnered with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, meeting in New York City October 18th of 2019, simulating a coronavirus outbreak, okay? That is fucking weird, all right? That's why people are kind of like, again, you're not going to hear this fucking anywhere, okay? And this is just for my own research, and this is why I took my time to discuss such matters because we can talk about the future, which we will get to, but we got to talk about some of that stuff that was going on beforehand, and we have to we have to hold those responsible. You know what I mean? We really do because that's the most important thing. Okay, so let's see. Um, I thought that was really interesting. I was watching that video, which I'll post as well. well I mean, this article is, has the video within uh, within it. So within this video, they were openly talking about anti-vaxxers. I thought this was really interesting. So they openly talked about anti-vaxxers being the problem that they would face in a crisis like this. That's because their idea of solving this crisis would be to mandate every person under quarantine to forcefully take the vaccine. You can believe what you want about vaccines, but to force a vaccine on everyone is not something that will go very well. This could be another topic for another time. But there is absolute proof that vaccines have side effects that damage your body in a multitude of different ways. Now, I'll probably do a whole podcast about vaccines, but people can do your own research. Um, it's not really that hard to find all the side effects, just like pharmaceutical drugs, right? You know how there's a list of side effects that come spewing out of these commercials on these about these pharmaceuticals? Well, vaccines are extremely similar, except for some weird reason, vaccines have legal liability protection, which basically means they can kill you and you cannot sue them, right? Well, your family can't sue. Uh, and even being said, there are secret courts that do go down uh, and file There's lawsuits and stuff. And then vaccine companies do actually pay out millions of dollars a year to different families and stuff who seek that kind of uh uh, lawsuit. So it's not, this is some for some reason it's so weird how um, on the same uh, week within the same week of major news breaking about this coronavirus, all these sort of like anti-vaccine websites were just literally shut down. Um, if you've ever seen a website and you go to a website that you're used to going to, all of a sudden it said like server error, like can't find this uh this website or it kind of asks questions like this is this a breach you know and stuff so it's really fucking interesting and again this is the matrix that we're talking about here right so they they as the as the week or during the week of this major news breaking about the coronavirus we saw so, so many different websites shut down okay that would talk about openly talk about vaccines talk about legislation that's trying to um you know, take down the vaccine industry, that kind of stuff. And again, guys, that's up for another time. Uh, and it's just fair. It's just fair to be honest about different vaccines and do they all work? Learned immunity, of course, is a science that works. But the problem is it's all the adjuvants they put inside of these vaccines. Um, and there's a bunch of just weird shit, to be honest with you, about these vaccines. A lot of stuff obviously happens after you get a vaccine. There's different side effects. Uh, people from mental fog to obviously different autistic um, traits that occur, uh, different things, your brain function. It's horrible, honestly. There's a lot of bad stuff. And so you get to choose basically, like either live under a place where you could be infected by, you know, um, meningitis or something. 
or, um, you know, you get the vaccine and you're guaranteed to have some kind of side effect. So it's kind of like you just get to choose your reality. That's all. And again, that's the point here that I'm going to drive home about vaccines. We're going to move on. Vaccine, dude, choice, choice. Just let people choose whether or not they want the vaccine, right? So ironic that people make fun of people who don't want vaccines. It's kind of like, okay, hey, bro, hey, gal, if you got the vaccine, then you shouldn't worry, right? Because you got the vaccine. Your kids, you want to get the kids the vaccine that you that you that you're afraid. Give them the vaccine and they won't have the 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 outbreak, the virus, right? You see what I'm saying? It's kind of like you don't even believe the vaccine yourself if you're over here pointing the finger at people that don't want to take it. It's like it doesn't matter. Let those people die of the virus of whatever you know vaccine that you're talking about. Fine. So that's what I'm. It's like why worry about it, right? Because you already took the vaccine, so you should be perfectly fine. Uh, but for some reason, it's becoming a big problem. So, um, I talk about vaccines. So, in 20, uh, November 2018, a company partially owned by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation called the Purebright Institute actually patented the vaccine for coronavirus. So, they've already patented. Let me repeat that one more fucking time, just so you understand. They patented a vaccine for the coronavirus, okay? So, let's see exactly what... This is, so we've got that. I've already gone over that. Coronavirus, the Justia patents. Here we go. The present invention provides a live, uh, attenuated coronavirus comprising a variant replicase gene encoding polyproteins comprising a mutation in one or more of the non-structural proteins, uh, NSP10, NSP14, NSP15, or NSP16. So again, it's just a collection of different proteins. And the coronavirus may be used as a vaccine for treating and or preventing a disease, such as infectious bronchitis in a subject. So again, it's pretty fucking weird that this is a patented vaccine. I actually made, I made that mistake. I think that this was patented uh, a couple years ago. It's just weird that I guess there was additional patents or, or developments in the patent itself back in 2018. So again, I'm going to post this study right here. It's the patents. It explains the background of the patent, exactly what's in the patent and in the vaccine, all kinds of weird things. And I keep saying the word weird because... It's just, that's the best way to explain all of this stuff. It's just weird. You know, like, why is this all happening? Um, what does it have to do with the virus and all that? It's just, it's a lot of questions that we're all worth asking. Another thing that happened prior to the outbreak, oh, I'm sorry, forgive me, in January. So this was kind of like during the initial sort of, you know, uh, news on this subject of the coronavirus, there was a... Uh, a docu-series, I guess like a documentary series. Uh, it's called Pandemic on Netflix. So it was dropped and premiered on Netflix uh, within January. It's just really weird, right? And uh, Bill Gates himself is in this documentary, okay? Um, if you don't know a lot about Bill Gates, it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole thing. He's stepped away from Microsoft a long time ago. He's got, like I've mentioned, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. He's done a lot of weird things. I just keep saying weird because, you know, just stuff that's odd in Africa uh, with vaccines. He worked very closely with vaccines. But then again, he openly talks about the death panel and he openly talks about depopulation. So for all of you uh, sort of leftists who believe in environmentalism as a cult, then you will absolutely love Bill Gates because he talks about killing the planet uh, or killing people right? Because he wants to save the planet, as they say. So uh, on the same day as uh, the event 201 uh, in New York, okay, uh, that was going on. So this is going back to that, that event, that simulation that was going on in New York. Same day, okay? China was in Wuhan. Wuhan. So this is the outbreak. But in Wuhan, China, the military world games was happening. And the military world games is similar to the Olympics. Uh, this event is the gathering of thousands of military personnel to compete in various sports. So again, this is an article from the activist posts, nearly 10,000 military personnel from 110 nations in Wuhan, China, weeks before the coronavirus outbreak. 
an important update regarding Wuhan, China, which is ground zero for the coronavirus, COVID-19, as they say, uh, now reported to have gone global as the Chinese government has now banned people in Wuhan from leaving their homes altogether. Again, I posted this on my Instagram, but uh, there was video coming out of people who were literally singing, but also scared and screaming in their apartments, locked in, and they are locked in. And I'm talking like welded shut in their apartment building. So imagine these mass, imagine if, you know, if, if you live in a skyscraper right now, or if you have, you know, uh, if you can imagine living in a, a biggest skyscraper where there's, you know, people maybe 15 floors or 18 or 28 floors up, all these apartments, well, they actually went down in the bottom and they welded all the doors and the exits shut. So the Chinese government basically said, you're, you're basically trapped in here until we come in and like demolish the doors to let you out. So with, with the occasional sort of drones dropping off food and stuff, it, it's like a sci-fi, guys. I mean, it's like a real sci-fi movie that's going on in Wuhan, China right now. People are more, more people are dying of starvation from the quarantine than are dying of the outbreak. But you're not getting those kinds of numbers from the Chinese media. So one aspect which is very interesting and has been covered extensively here is Event 201, as we were just mentioning. The exercise simulating global uh, coronavirus pandemic took place on October 18, 2019, only six weeks before the first case was reported in Wuhan, China. We just over that, or we just went over that. What not many people are talking about is that the on this exact same day, October 18th, the 2019 Military World Games held its opening ceremony followed by a U.S. men's soccer match in Wuhan, China, ground zero of the outbreak. This report explores the possibility of a covert operation, which may have co coincided with this event, using the event as cover to gain access to China, as nearly 10,000 military personnel from 110 countries were all in Wuhan, China at the same time, only weeks before the outbreak began. Again, just a lot of coincidences going into this outbreak, right? We've got a lot of different um, aspects of this outbreak happening now, okay? So moving on from that, let's move on to the current status uh, as of um, what's today. Today is the uh, March 3rd, okay? So March 3rd, we are talking about China has quarantined over 50 million people in different cities. This is by far the largest martial law that has ever been carried out. Uh, that's news just on its face. So think about it like this, guys. One of the scariest aspects of this entire coronavirus is definitely the the martial law, the quarantines, like I mentioned earlier with all the apartment buildings literally being welded shut. Homes and things that you have, you can't leave your home or else you're arrested. And in some cases, we've already seen videos of people shot dead, okay, if they go through the different barricades and, and roadblocks. So that's a really scary situation that's going on right now, okay? That's, what, that's the scariest part, in my opinion, of this situation, not including the fact that China supplies all major goods, especially appliances that the U.S. even has, including the rest of the world, which, again, goes into uh, this book right here that I have read called Stealth War, okay? Might show up backwards here, but I'll put the link in the bio again for this book, but it, it talks about China's stealth war against the United States, especially, but overall against the West, and uh, one major way China has won that war already has been because they supply this country along with many others with many different products, not just toys and games and appliances, but medical equipment, uh, 90 plus percent of our prescription medications, antibiotics. I mean, you were basically held ransom to China. Okay, and it's called a supply chain for those of you who don't understand. So that is freaking crazy to think about, right? And 
there's a lot of speculation around exactly how this supply chain of China is being weaponized against the United States based on new nationalism rising here in this country where we're putting America first, right? As you can see with the Trump trade deal with China, there's a lot going on in terms of, you know, fairness, I guess you could say, because China has been literally and I hate to say this word, but raping us economically on trade and stealing all of our information and technology uh, and just hacking consistently uh, all different companies and people. I mean, the book really does a, a great job covering a lot of major issues that deal with China in that way. Um, so again, that's just something worth talking about. Um, now, again, that's scary. So it's being weaponized against us based on success that America is having currently. Again, it's a perfect weapon, right? I mean, imagine that. China can't just shut down their modes of production uh, in, in, in a war with America, right? Because then everybody would be like, on its face, it would sort of be, you know, this is part of the speculation, but on its face, if China shut down production and they decided not to trade to the U.S. anymore, all these major U.S. companies, right, they all have, you know, manufacturers in China, including Apple, we wouldn't even be able to get our products over here. We wouldn't even be able to get anything. So if China really wanted to take us out, that's one one way they would actually do it. So that's why people have speculated that this virus has given cover, you could say, for the Chinese government, I guess, to put their people in quarantine and basically stop all manufacturing from occurring and trade and commerce to other countries, right? Because we don't want the virus, right? So we have to shut down all commerce, all the flights, all the, you know, the boats that are coming across here with all the goods, all kinds of stuff, right? So that's a major, major problem. And we will see and have seen the effects of some of that supply chain already take, uh, place here in the United States. So we're going to start seeing a lot less of those regular appliances you're used to seeing, things like that. But there's a lot of food that's made in China, which sounds horrible, honestly. But there's food made in China, like I mentioned already about the medical supplies. I'm just mentioning these major things. But you can look this stuff up yourself. There's all these articles that are that's covering it uh, big time, basically, uh, because obviously... Uh, we have the coronavirus outbreak, and there is going to be a, a less and less supply. But again, this is the problem with globalism. This is the problem with outsourcing all of our manufacturing to different countries, right? Oh, okay, China can make some of this. India can make some of that. It's kind of like, well, what if we were at war with China? You know, China makes parts of our F-35 jet. So why would we go to war? Which How could we even go to war if literally China helps build some of our cars and some of our you know uh, aircraft and our, our military equipment? Like That's unbelievable. It's honestly a treasonous activity. Again, the book Stealth War goes into treason and how treasonous our, not only our government has been trading with China, dealing with China, allowing China to do what they've done, but also business tycoons, business leaders in America have tolerated this ridiculousness as well, in addition to investors too, who consistently, like cocaine dealers, invest in China. They can't get enough. They can't get enough. It's just such easy money. Uh, and so again, that's just a whole nother topic, right? I've been wanting to get into China for a very long time. It's just ironic how this coronavirus uh, outbreak happens there and all their, uh, their people are quarantined which also leads to the fact that supply chain is collapsing. So the virus has spread to Hong Kong, South Korea, Italy, Iran, America, and more. So more countries now dealing with this. Uh, there are quarantines set up in various countries already, not just China. So the horrors that you might have seen on my Instagram regarding this quarantine that has already occurred in China, um, you're going to start seeing that sci-fi movie play out in your uh, local area very soon. Uh, now, that's just speculation, but we've already seen it happen in Italy. Uh, it's happening in South Korea, Japan, India starting to figure this out. Iran's got problems. I've, got, I've already done a whole podcast about Iran, the potential future of Iran. Um, so there's clearly a lot of issues there. Now, so according to this news which is widely circulating in the Taiwan press and is based on a study published in The Lancet, 
the Wuhan coronavirus fatality rate has leaped to 15%, and the infection rate among those exposed is 83%. So let's check this out, okay? Uh, we've got that, all right. Okay, so obviously there's different studies on this. 15% would be unbelievable, right? Now, earlier today, Taiwan media began reporting on a new mainland Chinese study that specifically looked at the individuals involved in this Wuhan coronavirus outbreak. We have a partial translation and link below. This is in a, uh, an article. According to this news, which is widely circulating in the Taiwan press, it is based on a study published in the Lancet. The Wuhan coronavirus fatally rate, uh, fatality rate has leaped to 15%, and the infection rate among those exposed is 83%, as I mentioned. These numbers are virtually unheard of in the world of microbiology and infectious disease transmission. It means that 15 out of every 100 infected people will die. It also means that 83 out of every 100 exposed people will become infected and able to transmit the disease to others. So for every 100 people who are exposed, around 12 will die. So again, this was done in China, and I, I argue this because I want to say that the Chinese people are not nearly as healthy as Americans, and that is kind of weird to say, right? But it is true. So when you live in communism, you're not a very healthy person. Um, so, you know, it's really quite interesting to see how you're going to get different numbers on the fatality, but you don't want to be you don't want to have this virus, okay? Um, and there's different methods of taking care of the virus, colloidal silver being a major one that's antiviral. Uh, and and everyone should get a hand, their hands on it anyways. But the point is that that's a pretty shitty study. Now, again, the, the uh, White House and others have come out in the press conference saying things like it's 1%, you know, but still, that's one out of every 100 people that gets it. So that's, if half the country got it, that's, you know, maybe 1 million people or 3 million, 1 to 3 million, depending on how you're looking at the population, 1 to 3 million people dying <laughs> from a virus. Uh, that's pretty insane. Uh, and the Pentagon has even uh, reached out. And I, this is this is yesterday, so I don't have this on this podcast currently. I didn't have time to put it together. But the Pentagon is now saying that there's talk among them that we are looking at potentially they're looking at worst case scenario, 3 million Americans dead from this virus. Um, again, th these are military people though. They're, they're always wanting to sort of expect the worst so they can prepare for it. Um, that's pretty interesting. Here's another key point here. Storable food has now been sold out all over the country, mainly being purchased by major military and governmental organizations. Guys, this was done in January. January. So the government knew more than we did, obviously. The military knew more than we did. Uh, the West Coast military bases, especially, were uh, issuing different orders to their officers about preparing for the outbreak. Because if anybody needs to be more prepared than others, it's definitely going to be military personnel. So is there perhaps something the government knows about this virus that we don't? Why does the news seem to lie about the actual count of the virus, but the government is preparing for something big? I personally don't want to rely on the government to feed me amid a massive crisis. So I'm just going to say this right now. I've already ordered storable food. It's going to take four weeks to even get here because of their backup on, their, on all their orders. But again, I got a month's supply of storable food coming my way just in case we are quarantined. And again, we may not be mandated quarantine by the government, but you may want to self-quarantine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you may want to actually stay away from public places and stay out of sort of, you know, the midst of of people. Uh, and I'm not saying that to put fear into you or anything, but again, just be smart about it, especially if you don't take care of yourself. You know, if you're, you know, this type of person that's like, eh, whatever, you know, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not going to, you know, think about it or whatever. That's just, that's just, that's nonsense. You know, you should really take into account some of the things that are going on, right? 
uh, and actually take care of your health and get get out ahead of this. Don't be that person that's caught at the grocery store when there's no water left and there's no bread left. You know, for those of you in San Antonio, there was a hurricane that happened recently. The hurricane, well, not recently, it's 2017, I guess. I can't remember. A couple years ago. Um, but the Hurricane Harvey that came through here, literally the the population of Houston was in San Antonio. So we saw literally so many different uh, people at the grocery stores. I mean, all the grocery stores were completely empty, bread, water. I mean, it was a, it was a crisis, okay, in this local area. And so I want you to imagine that level of a crisis happening in the next few weeks. Um, by the looks of it, and I hate to say it because the way news sort of comes in and goes like all the time, with this world that's reaching a singularity that's unbelievable, you would think that this virus would have gone away already, right? You would have think, you would have thought that this virus, um, you know, just were to die down out of the news, but it's not. It's actually growing and it's getting worse and it's getting worse. And we saw the stock market fall last week uh, horribly. This was in the last week of February, uh, what I'm referring to right now. Um, and so, this is very, very interesting stuff, and, and to really go over it all, it's just, it's amazing. So here's the other bombshell, okay, stretching that out, um, that we're going to go over right now. This just shows the incompetency, not only of the CDC, but just government in general, right? You don't want to rely on the government to heal you, to protect you. You want to be able to rely on yourself for these things for the most part. So here it is. Fewer than 600 people officially tested for coronavirus in the entire United States. Massive cover-up underway as 47 U.S. states have tested zero people. Now, that's from February 23rd, 2020. That's what we're looking at. We're on uh, na uh, naturalnews.com here. With each passing day of the coronavirus pandemic, it's becoming more and more clear that the United States is following the Wuhan plan for how to contain coronavirus infections, avoiding testing people, and you can then avoid reporting any confirmed infections. You see how that works? So they're actually avoiding testing people so that they don't say, hey, we have 14 people, we have 18 people, we have 38 people. They're, they're, they're not testing, so they're, they're just dealing with whatever's going on, right? Given the tens of thousands of Chinese nationals entering the United States of America every month, the thousands of Chinese students and the many thousands of residents who are under observation by state health authorities in places like Washington and California, a reasonable person might expect that the CDC has so far tested at least 10,000 people for the COVID-19 coronavirus. But guess how many people the CDC has tested? To the great shock of anyone paying attention, the CDC's own website admits the agency has tested only 414 people in the entire country. So it shows here in this uh, document there that uh, shows the uh, CDC. This is the CDC's numbers. As a lab science director myself, this is Mike Adams speaking, I find this number especially surprising given that most PCR genetic analysis instruments use sample well plates that allow for batch testing of 96 samples at a time. The sample trays are for this are called 96 well plates, and they're standard across all laboratories that conduct gene sequence, sequencing, uh, sequencing testing. This means the entire number of cases tested by the CDC could fit in fewer than five instrument runs at a cost of only a few thousand dollars in total. So again, he's, he's emphasizing this point that the CDC just, there's no excuse. Like it just, they have not tested people. That's as of Feb February 23rd. Now, as I'm speaking to you right now, the CDC is now beginning their testing this week. And as more test results come positive throughout different major US cities, you're going to see a panic set in among the public. You're going to see people start wearing masks. You're going to see people not going out. You're going to see people quarantining themselves. And you're definitely going to see people gobble up all of the store shelves in your local grocery store. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you need to do a couple things. Okay, number one is you need to talk with your roommates or your family that you live with and you need 
to have a plan. Okay, you need to talk openly about this virus. You need to just say, hey, it's wacky, it's kooky, it's weird, it's stupid. Yeah, but you need to be like, hey, but we need to fucking prepare, right? That's the, that's the point I'm trying to make with you guys here. You need to prepare for anything. So you need to have a team meeting in your household and you need to obviously make sure that no one is going to get infected, right? So you need to have a game plan for what could possibly happen, right? A quarantine of some kind. Just Just get prepared, right? Okay, so there's that aspect of everything. So always be prepared. Have water, right? Go get some water. If it's water bottles, go get a bunch of packs right now. The, the grocery stores are going to they're, – they're, they're already getting a little bit crazy, okay? But just imagine what's going to happen in the next few weeks. And then imagine whenever supply chain is slowing down because we – because other major U.S. cities are going to be quarantined potentially. Again, this is worst-case scenario, but you do not want to be caught with, uh, quote-unquote, your dick in your hand as this entire thing collapses in on itself. Okay, so it doesn't matter what city you're in or what town you're in. You need to, you need to have food. You need to have water for weeks, weeks that you don't even touch, right? Just food and water that you have ready to rock and roll, okay? So very, very, very important. That's why I bring that up. So there's the testing is what's going to create a panic. And so more people are going to starve to death than would even have the virus, right? So it's not about the virus as much as it is about your own uh, safety, okay? And, uh, you know, you should be having... For those of you who are armed, you should be buying more ammo right now. You know, I went and bought some more ammo. And so I'm happy that I'm armed now and I'm, you know, self-sufficient in that way. I'm happy that I ordered food. I'm happy that I bought more food. I'm happy that I'm stocking up water. You know, I'm prepared. So I don't really have to worry too much about it personally. So let's get into this fourth key point. It's going to get into more of the war scenario with China. Okay, so... Here we go. Chinese generals have had private meetings during global summits in the past where they have openly mentioned using bioweapons on America. The reason is because China has plans to expand their empire. They are expansionist. And as expansionist communists, they understand that their system of control is not widely favored among free-thinking people, even though people in our country seem to think socialism and communism is a good idea. That is a whole different topic. So, in order to fully implement their plan to take over land mass, they would prefer it not be a complete nuclear wasteland which would most certainly occur if they went about the destruction of America through war. They want America because of its vast resources. Yes, does it sound insane to openly say that China plans to see America cease to exist and literally be taken over by China? Absolutely, unless you you are privy to the research I've done on this topic. I'm going to lift up this book one more time just to show you. Not only has this book taught me about the Chinese century and what they have planned to do and what they have already done to America and other countries, there's other research that I've done that has led me to that conclusion. So let's talk about exactly what I just said. Let's quantify what I just said, okay? The Epoch Times writes an article. Did China's plan to destroy the United States backfire? Okay. In a secret speech given to high-level Communist Party cadres nearly two decades ago, Chinese Defense Minister General Qi Haoxin explained a long-range plan for ensuring a Chinese national renaissance. Does that sound kind of fancy? He said that he said there were three vital issues that must be grasped. The first was the issue of living space. Because China is severely overpopulated and China's environment is deteriorating, 
The second issue, therefore, was that the Communist Party must teach the Chinese people to go out. By this, Chai mean, uh, meant the conquest of new lands, in which a second China could be built by colonization. From this arose the third vital issue, the issue of America. Chai warned his listeners, this appears to be shocking, but the logic is actually very simple. China is in fundamental conflict with the Western strategic interest. Therefore, the United States would never allow China to seize other countries to build a second China. The United States stands in China's way. Qi explained the problem as follows. Would the United States allow us to go out to gain new living space? First, if the United States is firm in blocking us, it is hard for us to do anything significant to Taiwan, Vietnam, India, or even Japan. So how much more living space can we get? Very trivial. Only countries like the United States and uh, United States, Canada, and Australia have the vast land to serve our need for mass colonization. Quote. That is a quote, okay, from the Chinese defense minister. We are not, this is another quote, we are not as foolish as to want to perish together with America by using nuclear weapons, you see. Only by using non-destructive weapons that can kill many people will be able to reserve America for ourselves. That's me quoting and bashing the Chinese accent. The answer is found in biological weapons. And I quote, of course, he added, we have not been idle. In the past years, we have seized the opportunity to master weapons of this kind. I'm using this for emphasis. The ruling Chinese Communist Party considers biological weapons to be the most important weapons for accomplishing their goal of cleaning up America. Chai credits former party leader Deng Xiaoping with putting biological weapons ahead of all other weapon systems in the Chinese arsenal. How wonderful. Quote, When Comrade Xiaoping was still with us, the party central committee had the perspe uh, uh, the perspicacity, oh my gosh, I'm wrecking that word, to make the right, I guess the perspective or the ideal, to make the right decision not to develop aircraft carrier groups and focus instead on developing lethal weapons that can eliminate mass populations of the enemy country. Isn't that wonderful? That's so smart. I mean, that's intelligent, honestly. It may seem difficult to believe, but Xi considered himself to be a humanitarian communist. Don't you understand? Just like Bernie Sanders. And therefore admitted to mixed personal feelings on this matter. I sometimes think how cruel it is for China and the United States to be enemies. After all, he noted, the United States helped China in World War II. This is true. Wow, that's a whole thing. I love I love China. I love this this topic. I don't love China, but the Chinese people I love, but not the Communist Party. Chinese people remember that the United States opposed Japanese imperialism, but none of that matters now. In the long run, said Chi, the relationship of China and the United States is one of a life and death struggle. This strategic situation must be accepted. According to Qi, we must not forget that the history of our civilization repeatedly has taught us that one mountain does not allow two tigers to live together. Isn't this interesting? China's overpopulation problem and environmental degradation will eventually result in social collapse and civil war, according to Qi. He estimated that more than 800 million Chinese would die in such a collapse. Therefore, the Chinese Communist Party has no policy alternative. Either the United States is cleaned up by biological attacks or China suffers a national catastrophe. We must prepare ourselves for two scenarios, Chi said. If our biological weapons succeed in the surprise attack, the Chinese people will be able to keep their losses at a minimum in the fight against the United States. If, however, 
the attack fails and triggers a nuclear retaliation from the United States, China would perhaps suffer a catastrophe in which more than half of its population would perish. This, that is why we need to be ready with our air defense systems for our big and medium-sized cities. In this speech, Qi provides us with a key for understanding China's development strategy. Our economic development is all about preparing for the needs of war, he said. It's not about the improving uh, it's not about improving the life of the Chinese people in the short run. It's not about building a consumer-oriented capitalist society. Publicly, said Xi, we still emphasize economic development as our center, but in reality, economic development has war at its center. The same can be said for China's intense interest in the biological sciences. I can't get into all this. It's just for time's sake. It's unbelievable. This is probably one of the most important articles you could possibly read uh, in accordance to this. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. The last point that I'll make about that article is this. Okay. The West has yet to grasp the underlying motive for China's ready participation in the West's P4 microbiology labs, where the world's most deadly microbes are studied. Okay, this now bubbles to the surface in the novel coronavirus pandemic that has occurred in Wuhan at the heart of China, just outside of China's principal four, uh, P4 uh, virology lab. Not long after delivering his speech, Xi stepped down as defense minister in 2003, the same year as the SARS coronavirus outbreak in China. This was also, coincidentally, the same year Beijing decided to build the Wuhan P4 virology lab. Given Xi's speech, is the novel coronavirus outbreak in Wuhan an accident uh, occasioned by weaponizing the virus at that lab? Two data points are worth considering. First, in 2008, Taiwan's top security official told lawmakers that Taiwan had intelligence leaking the SARS virus to research done in Chinese labs, according to the Sydney Morning Herald. So again, I'm not going to get into it, but again, the point is that there's a lot to speculate when it comes to this idea behind the coronavirus, right? Is it a bioweapon? Let's look at this, another Epoch Times article. So um, recent reports uh, on YouTube videos have been circulating on the internet alleging that the deadly Wuhan virus uh, is a bioweapon ignited by the Chinese government on Chinese people. Now, again, I just think it's a bioweapon. I don't know exactly why the bioweapon was released. Was it an accident? Was it on purpose? We don't know, right? There's a lot of speculation, and I'm honestly open to anything at this point. But what I will say is that this is a bioweapon, okay? And we're going to go into how that is, uh, how that's even uh, possible. Number one, the first confirmed case in China had no exposure to the seafood market that they say it came from. Okay, so that's the first part. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this article out there, but just for time's sake, I'm just gonna go over the key points. Number two key point: the Wuhan Institute of Virology has strong expertise in coronavirus pathogens. So it's reiterating that this uh, there's this lab there in China in Wuhan in that city where it uh, broke out, and there's that biological lab. Right? How how interesting. Number three, Chinese military involvement in coronavirus pathogens. Again, just going right back into what the Chinese defense minister had spoke about, right? Talk about a biological weapon. We can't nuclear bomb our enemies. We have to put out the virus, whatever virus we choose, and we have to let that virus kill people, right? So number four key point. There's all these uh, proof right here, by the way, and all these key points. I'm just not going over it. Does China have a bioweapon program? Uh, and the answer, obviously, is yes, they absolutely do. And it goes into proof on that. And here is the key takeaways, okay? It is unclear where the first contracted case in Wuhan received the virus. Uh, number two, the Wuhan Institute of Virology has amassed substantial information on pathogens, including the bat SARS-like coronavirus. Number three, Chinese military has amassed substantial information on that SARS-like virus, the coronavirus. Uh, having mapped out 50% of all known genome sequences. And number four key point is uh, Chinese have, uh, they've never stopped pursuing active bioweapons programs. So that is a very key fundamental thing to go into. Senator Tom Cotton goes over this and was demonized for openly saying how it was a, a, a virus of some kind. And really guys, the final key point uh, is this. And before we get into that, 
I'm going to have to pause and get this camera a new battery. So I'll be right back. The point that I'd like to make is that in this collapse we are witnessing of the Chinese economy, it is forcing American companies who are so comfortable with manufacturing their products there and investing there to force their way out of it. The benefits of a the benefits American companies have gifted to communist China over the last 30 years must stop now. After reading the book Stealth War, which I've mentioned many times now in this podcast, I've come to the conclusion that a catastrophe such as this has the ability to slow China's plan to take over the world tremendously. I would go as far to say we are witnessing the end of the Chinese century as America brings light and freedom back into the world. Globalism is dead. So what do I mean by that um, kind of grammatically incorrect written statement is that the Chi the American companies that invest in China like Apple and um, I mean just endless Procter and Gamble uh, Lockheed Martin I mean all these major companies make products and parts of products meaning like parts of cars parts of jets parts of appliances all these things right in China it's kind of like they needed this crisis in order for them to finally realize that China is not the kind of place to do business in. It is slave labor. I mean, there are suicide nets around Foxconn factories in China. You can look this up on Google Images right now. Foxconn develops and manufactures iPhones. So, it is absolutely insane that our companies would consider slave labor. But again, I agree with Trump on this. It was not necessarily even the fault of our companies. It was the fault of our leadership in really believing that China was not our enemy. 
that China was just going to, you know, manufacture all our products and take all of our jobs and stuff. It's not about taking jobs. It's about literally having our products manufactured there. Don't you understand what that does to our economy? We are beholden to China. We are China's bitch. And it is time that America end that cycle of destruction, okay? Now, this, in my personal opinion and, and the way I look at it, whether it was caused on purpose or on accident, China is using this virus as a cover to slow down their supply chain to America to inevitably hurt our economy. How does it hurt our economy? Not only is, are these supplies, medical supplies, the whole nine yards not going to be in America. They're going to have backup orders and backup orders and backup orders, right? But that's going to hurt everybody, okay? But not only that, but these major American companies that that manufacture over there will also not be able to get their products, which means that the stock market is going to slow down because people are not going to be making – like their quarterly earnings are obviously not going to be there if there's no iPhones and Apple stores. You see what I'm saying? Like if there's no products on the shelves that come from China, although they're an American company but they're manufactured in China, you, you understand? There's no, there's no quarterly earnings. And so that's why these investors are pulling out right now uh, of the stock market because they're like, well, it's going to go down and it might go down heavily. And so that is the real problem facing us today, economically speaking. And so that's what I wanted to end this on was just this idea that like this virus, yeah, it's terrible, but in one way, shape or form, one way or another, okay, it is stopping American companies from considering their investments over in China and their, all their production there. So anyways, here's the deal. I'm going to obviously have a lot of links in this description, but um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I hope that you got a lot from it. And uh, this is definitely by far the most popular podcast or most awaited one because a lot of people want answers and they want to know what to do and they want to know how to act and they want to know and more than anything I see people want to know the truth you know they want to know the truth about this virus and although what I shared with you guys um, some actually only just a few things were speculation a lot of this stuff was very true and you can look up yourself okay a lot of this stuff is blocked a lot of the stuff you can't even find on Google you have to use search engines like DuckDuckGo um, and there's a couple other ones like Yippee and stuff, but there's all these other search engines out there. There's there's basically news and information that's actually popular uh, that exists, and then there's like news and information that Google tells you is popular, right? Like Apple News like has all these mainstream media. Like It's like I didn't subscribe to all these people, right? So anyways, that's a whole other thing, but the point is that I'm really happy to be able to bring this kind of information to you guys. If you've listened this far, you've clearly uh, been engaged. You've clearly been somebody that's enjoyed the uh, information provided. Um, let me know what's going on. I mean, hit me up, DM me, ask me questions. Uh, maybe I can even send you stuff personally if you want to see that yourself. I'll send you all the information that you want. Um, but more than anything, prepare yourself, prepare your family. Have a safety plan. Get the food that you need. Get the supplements that I offered you guys. Just It's no-brainer. I mean, why would you not be protected? Why would you not supplement? It doesn't make any sense. And so I think that that's a really good thing. It supports me, obviously, um, and it supports the podcast itself. And I've had a lot of great customers already, and so people have been talking about the products, and that's positive. So I'm really happy about that as well. So, you know, in conclusion, you guys – Stay vigilant, stay informed. Um, don't let this this entire thing pass you up and realize that this is this is a part of the world that's very important that we need to learn more about. So you guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.